Two weeks later, we were literally feeding every single hospital in our city. So today we're gonna spend $17,000 or so, and we're gonna feed over 1,800 meals which is keeping 25, 30 restaurants in business. Welcome to Sanity Pod by Sanity Media. I'm Audrey Scagnelli, and I think we could all use a little more sanity right now. In the spirit of Mr. Rogers, on this season, you'll hear from the helpers, people moving mountains near and far to help their communities, many from the front lines. On this episode, we'll hear from Devin DeWolf. He is the founder of the Crew of Red Beans right here in New Orleans, and also of Feed the Frontlines New Orleans. He's built an ecosystem of restaurants and musicians who are playing a huge part in feeding hospital workers in just about every corner of this city. And it's personal for him. His wife is an emergency room doctor. We'll also hear from two restaurant owners who are part of Feed the Frontlines, Nathaniel Zimmet, chef and owner of Boucherie and Bouret, and Lisa Nelson of Queen Trini Lisa. Devin, could you share a little bit about how this idea came to be and also about your crew, the crew of Red Beans? Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I used to be a school teacher and being a parade organizer gives you a pretty interesting skill set. Since I'm married to an ER doctor, when COVID started hitting, I would hear about my wife's work every day when she got home. And one day she said that a nurse had brought cookies and shared them with everybody and that it boosted the morale of all of the people in the ER. And that's when the idea really hit because I know a lot of restaurant owners from my uh, cruise uh, charity event uh, because 32 restaurants were going to compete in that. So I knew off the bat 32 restaurants, and I knew that if I could connect food from those restaurants and raise the money to buy that food, and then I could maybe get it to the hospitals, I would boost the morale of the hospital workers in their uh, greatest time of need. It's really focused on food love, as we call it, because any workplace is the same. If somebody brings in delicious food, everybody's going to be extra happy that day. And so for the nurses and doctors and security and cleaning staff, they're doing something really difficult every day and they're risking their lives to do it to try to help us. So the least we can do as a community is feed them amazing, amazing food. And luckily in New Orleans, we have some of the best chefs in the world and we have this source of talent that we can call upon to help help in the situation. So we started day one with a $60 order of food. Um, my wife brought it to work, gave it out to everybody, and then we sent an email to the crew membership asking for donations, and we put it on Instagram. And the first day, we raised $500. So we bought $500 worth of food the next day, and then it went up to $1,500, and then $3,000, and then $8,000, and word of mouth started spreading, and other hospitals started getting in touch because either we had crew members who worked there, like at the VA or Children's, or it, it was just word of mouth kind of spreading before you you knew it, two weeks later, we were literally feeding every single hospital in our city. So today we're going to spend $17,000 or so, and we're going to feed over 1,800 meals, which is keeping 25, 30 restaurants in business. And we've also hired um, musicians as our delivery staff because we've created a system where 
we match musicians to a particular hospital so that they know how to deliver there. And that way the system works pretty uh, flawlessly. And um, every dollar that we're spending is basically staying in our city and either supporting a musician or a locally owned restaurant and giving the food love to the um, hospital workers right now. It's just a beautiful ecosystem that you've built. Um, My dad is one of those workers and I'm just so personally grateful that you are doing what you're doing. Um, How, how have you been able to sustain this? How are you scaling? That's some significant growth uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. It's not um, a one-man operation. We have a team of 10 people uh, and that we're expanding as more people come to help us. So it's really a team effort. We have all kinds of work that needs to be done to make this happen every day. Luckily, there's really good people out there in the world who are stepping up and um, helping me with this endeavor. Right now, as we speak, we have enough money to do this for the next four days. So I don't want to give people the impression that we have a bunch of money. But we were fortunate and we were able to receive a donation from an NBA player who grew up in New Orleans. Um, That was the first time we ever received like a good sized donation from an individual. And we're starting to get money from different companies, both national and local companies. But again, I can't stress enough every single day we wake up and we just have to hustle and try to get donations and try to get people to understand what we're doing. Um, I'm just trying to keep it going, and I suspect that COVID will be here for a long time. We have a website, feedthefrontlinenola.org. They can donate there. What's also pretty cool is we were the first or one of the first in America to do this, and we've been teaching other people in other cities how to do it as well. So if we're successful, it will multiply because we're able to share what we've learned with people in other cities. You've built this model What are some other cities that you've been able to offer assistance to or have a footprint in? Anytime someone reaches out from another city, uh, it's basically like, hey, I see what you're doing. That's pretty cool. How can we do that in our city? And we um, schedule a phone conversation with them and we email them basically all the secrets that we've learned um, in doing this. We're trying to make it open source and trying to as share as much as possible. Um, on our website now, there's a section where people can go on and learn exactly how we're doing it because it has to be set up properly for it to really work well. And um, it is absolutely possible that a team of people in any city in America or anywhere in the world could create what we've created. And again, We're literally feeding every hospital worker in our city, (laughs) Uh, starting from scratch just two weeks ago. So it's possible to scale it up quickly and to make it very efficient, but there's a few lessons that you need to learn in order to do that. What is one roadblock, maybe an unexpected one that you've encountered? My debit card has been declined many times for fraud alerts. And there's limits that um, Venmo and GoFundMe and PayPal, they all have rules So you have to be really careful about um, your cash flow and how you're taking donations. That was something I didn't even realize would be a problem, but it kind of makes sense. Why would my debit card spend $1,000 at Pizza Delicious and then 30 minutes later spend $1,000 at this other restaurant and then spend $500 here and $500 there? So I'm sure for the computer algorithm or whatever is tracking it, it was seemed pretty weird. Or maybe my bank account looks like, you know, it's just very unusual situation. But these are unusual times. (laughs) That they certainly are. I think what's giving me hope is for every kind of odd 
problem that's popping up as a result of the world we're in right now. It seems like there's a problem solver who's working on it and trying to figure it out. Uh, Before we close, as someone who's a newcomer to New Orleans, could you share a favorite restaurant? And as the founder of the crew of Red Beans, do you have a favorite Red Beans and Rice? And I know that maybe is like asking you to share a favorite child. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really tough question, Um, especially Red Beans, because so many people do it really well, but differently. I personally really like Herd Dat Cafe for their red beans. Um, my favorite food in the city comes from Talia, a restaurant that I was able to work with coincidentally as well. Coquette, Talia are the same owners. Uh, their food is delicious. The thing about our city though is we have so many good restaurants and um, the thing that at the end of this, I want them to still be there. You know, you just can't imagine New Orleans without all these restaurants that are so good and they're not big companies. They're really just owned by one family in most cases. You know, they're not going to get a government bailout because their lawyers and their tax accountants got together. They don't have lobbyists. They're really small, small scale operations that make amazing food. And um, I really hope that they're able to, to go through this thing and come out on the other side. So that's really why we're um, doing what we're doing. I, I haven't lived in New Orleans that long, but I've just been not only blown away by the food scene, but by the food community and by the fact that so many restaurants here, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary to go to a restaurant that's been in existence for over 100 years, which in most parts of the country, I mean, that's, that's one, one restaurant in a city or, you know, two or three, it's not, it's not a, a common thing. So it would be a tragedy to see some of these incredible restaurants that have been through Katrina, that have been through so much already in their past, not make it through this. Um, so really thank you for what you're doing. We, we end every interview at Sanity with, uh, with this question, which is what are you most optimistic about right now? I think I'm most optimistic that um, a lot of people have stepped up to help. You know, I know we only have enough money for four more days of our operation at this moment, but I'm very optimistic that as more people learn about it, that they're going to recognize this is a special moment. It's obviously a big challenge that we're facing. But I'm optimistic that we can uh, continue on and keep fighting because what else are we going to (laughs) do? Thank you so much for what you're doing for this city and for the model you're creating for uh, for cities across the country. Sure. Thanks for having me. And um, if anybody wants to see what we're doing, it's feedthefrontlinesnola.org. We had the opportunity to speak with two restaurant owners that are part of Feed the Front Lines, Nathaniel Zimmett of Boucherie and Beret and Lisa Nelson of Queen Training Lisa. Here's Lisa. I'm always grateful to be able to have the opportunity to feed others, but now to know that the food is leaving my kitchen and it's going to re-energize these hardworking heroes, it, it gives me a sense of pride that I'm helping, you know, my skill self and my tradition. From, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, so all my Caribbean heritage is pouring out in the love and, you know, in the, in the meals that I prepare, if that makes sense. So it really came in at a time when I didn't know where else to turn. So I feel really blessed and honored to be chosen to be one of the restaurants. 
I asked Lisa what her favorite menu item is, and she said curry. So us Scagnellis had curry for dinner last night. Here's Nathaniel Zimmet with a perspective from surviving Katrina. I'm from North Carolina originally, but I moved here the year before Katrina. And I really didn't love New Orleans. Then Katrina happened and I came back and I felt like, I felt different after fighting for my community. I have that dear and, and close in my heart and what I think I'm doing now. You know, I've got a pretty great crew, and like they've been working pretty hard on doing this. And, and honestly, the Blu-ray is doing a pretty bang-up daiquiri situation right now, as you might imagine. But, you know, food has been pretty slow. The red beans really has made a huge difference. And also it gives, it gives I think, good people good intentions, you know? <laughs> like it feels good to feed people who are caring for everybody else. And that's a, it's a real, it's a nice feeling to be a part of something, you know? Thanks to Devin DeWolf, Feed the Frontline NOLA, Nathaniel Zimmett, and Lisa Nelson. If you want to learn more, check out feedthefrontlinenola.org or check out their Instagram at Red Beans Parade. If you'd like to get in touch, or if you've been touched by a helper, please email us. We're at info at sanitymedia.com. And don't forget to look for the helpers. As Mr. Rogers says, You look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.